So I want to start working on this new Halo today. Probably going to take me a few days to make it. I probably should just make smaller pieces that are more affordable because I don't. it's the beginning of the year. Like, who's going to be able to buy an expensive piece right now? Maybe I won't even put it up for sale. Maybe I'll just, like, show it off and save it for something. Um, but, you know, when you just, like, I don't know if you guys ever had, like, that feeling of something you, like, really want to make or, like, I would say it's similar to, like, maybe wanting to get home to play your favorite video game, you know, just getting hyped up about something. Like, I'm antsy to do it. That's how I felt for over a month about this piece. And um, to finally be done with the pre-sale and be able to, like, oh, man, I can actually think about doing this. I can take the color out and lay it all out and start drawing. And it's fucking exciting. You know, it's, it's like, maybe that's why I feel like I, I, I was talking to Aisha before saying how I feel like I'm, maybe I was, was it during this when I was saying I was feel like I've been living in a different dimension. Oh, I was during this. Okay. Fuck, dude. Who knows, dude? I'm smoking weed. Yeah. Five minutes ago. Dude. Fuck. Sick, dude. Sick good shit all right whatever bro um but yeah dude like when i was like doing that whole pre-sale i definitely felt like i was in a totally different like plane of existence and now i'm like oh here's like that excited part of it again too like because with any art form like there's going to be points where like you have to finish the project and that becomes the hardest part like most artists get really excited and start the project and they get into it and they're making it the hardest part is to finish it so like the past month I've been finishing a project, which is a challenging thing to do as a creative person because you always want to start something new. Like you always want to get into that next thing or the new idea. Oh, I had this idea pop in my head. I got to do that now. I'll put this project on pause. I couldn't put this one on pause. I had to finish the project and I had a deadline too. Artists, when artists have a deadline, that is tough too. So these are all very good character building as far as like being an artist, but also realizing like I have to be like, responsible and make sure that I treat it a bit as a business too. So we got it done, but now I feel like a kid in a candy store. It's time to make some new shit and just go crazy for like a week. I only have a week to work on this Sunday sale, which Patreon's going to have early access. There's going to be a very, very small clear pre-sale, but they're going to be colored lip wraps, but they're going to be double Maria. So the bottom Maria will be clear and the top one will be colored. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 118 of the podcast. Well, I haven't said it to you guys yet because the last episode we put out 117 was filmed before the new year. So I'm going to say it now, even though we're more than halfway through the month. Happy New Year, everybody. (laughs) And today's episode, I'm going to do a little recap of last year. Hopefully it doesn't turn into like me just like complaining about stuff, but I want to do a little recap and talk about what our plans are for 2023. Some of the changes on the pipes we're going to be making, um, some new products we want to bring in and the overall goal for me and the team this year in this new space I'm sitting in right here. Today we're filming in the new like Bearmount Studios HQ, the larger space. You guys usually see me sitting in the home studio with lathes and stuff behind me. This is quite a bit bigger space than that. Um, the team right now is only four people. Well, I guess it's five, but there's four people who are working in on torches and stuff. It's uh, me, Cormac Glass, Keymaster Glass, and Mike C Glass. Um, I make all the pipes. Cormac does all the sleeving. Uh, Brandon and Mike do all the blowouts, so Cormac can sleeve. 
Uh, so basically what Cormac does, he puts layers of clear over the color to make it extra juicy and smooth. Cormac also makes all the bubble caps. So any of the rigs that you guys have, um, unless they were made before 2018, actually before, if they were made from 2019, or not even, I think he started those in 2020. God, time is crazy. You know, I still think it's like, I still think 2018 was two years ago. Like, I don't, it's that's, time is weird. But yeah, if you have a Bear Mountain Studios piece from like 2020 and to present, like the cap that was with it was made by Cormac in our studio. Um, and then Mike C and Brandon also encase all of our BMS Bear Paw Opals, which is really cool too. Um, up until about 2020, I was doing everything except prepping the color and... I mean, honestly, before even Cormac started, like I was doing all the color prep, all the shipping and making all the pipes from 2013 to 2018, um, or I guess 2019 really, because Cormac started at the end of 2018. So he was being trained for months before he was really making anything I could use. Um, so really from, tw from 2013 to 2019, those six years right there, I shipped everything I made everything from the prep to the obviously all the pipes and everything and just driving all the around it's crazy how much it helps having people helping you now that i have brandon helping me he runs like all the different like errands picks up stuff he's like helps with administrative kind of stuff like that like i literally used to only be able to actually make pipes for maybe three days a week um until 2020 2019 because the other four days a week I had to be running errands prepping color um shipping stuff I used to ship everything having to wrap everything having someone like Brandon does all the shipping now that's key master glass like it's it's crazy how much a team helps um that was one of the big th things I wanted to reflect on this morning is like just like show appreciation to my guys um because the reason I'm able to put out the volume of glass I am and to keep up with consistent drops, whether it be in the public or the Patreon space, is because I have a team of people that are making sure I have piles of color all ready to go so I can just grab perfect tubing and then start making whatever piece I'm inspired to make. Um, opals that are already encased, because to get a clean encasement on one of those bear paw opals can take anywhere from like 30 minutes to an hour, depending. Um, and you got to think every piece has one of those on it. So like when you start adding up the hours and when I used to have to do all these parts, it was, I would only maybe get like a handful of pieces done every week. Now I'm able to, um, pursue more projects like this. Like I would never be able to do this without people that were giving me the opportunity to make a little bit more capital because they're increasing, you know, the amount of glass I could make because they did all the other shit I was doing, which gave me more time to be on the torch, which gave me more capital because you guys support so heavy now we've built this bigger space and this is honestly i'm trying to spoil my guys like i feel like um, a parent on christmas like when you're just excited for your kids to open the present like i want them to get in here and like see it and like see all the nice equipment i've i've bought for everybody and because every station every person that's working in here is going to have the best it's just the best everything's clean organized new and i wanted it to be a space that like got people excited to go to work in the morning, almost like stoked to get out of your house and go to this other space that you really enjoy being in, you know? Of course it's work, but work doesn't have to be like, you know, uncomfortable. Some work does. I mean, when I was a fucking roofer or fucking working as a dishwasher, like there's almost no way to be comfortable in those jobs. But where we are right here with glass blowing, like 
you can find ways to have like comfort just by having a clean, safe space to work with new like tools that all function properly. Um, yeah, we're getting close here though. Literally, I just have to like hook up all the torches and test them and then our lathes need to get here. We're just waiting for our all of our new vertical lathes to arrive because I got a bunch of them coming. Um, and then we have to move one of our vertigos from our other home studio. I'm keeping one there so I can keep working at night because um, I'm not gonna be working here all night. This studio is like 10, 15 minutes from my actual house. I'm not gonna like be here all night. I got a four-year-old that is the coolest kid ever that I wanna hang out with all the time. So I'll be working here while she's at school. And then when my kiddos, when I go pick her up from school, then I'm gonna be working at the home studio at night once she goes to bed. Still gonna be doing my late night grinding, have to probably for another few years to really get the team and everyone established to a point where I could probably just work pretty normal hours, like Monday through Friday and then take the weekends off, which would be, that's my goal in life. I want a good job Monday through Friday and then be able to take weekends off. That's my main fucking goal. That and have like um, somewhat of a support system where I can take care of family members that need extra help just because times are wild. So I'm working towards my goals and I'm sharing them with you guys every week on, or every other week on these podcasts. Hopefully this week or this year we can get back to the, the weekly. It, this studio was supposed to be done in November at the latest um, at the latest and now we're in mid-January and we're still kind of just sitting here with this big space that we've been paying for and dumping money into for almost a year um, but once this is projects complete I'll be able to like focus more of my energy on other things but right now it's just like because this isn't finished it's like having like this huge like loose end like that I have to fucking like the, I can't move forward kind of thing I can't move on to a new thing because this is not done and it's just like so much weight on my shoulders um, God, I hope it all works. I hope everything works here. You know, I haven't turned on the whole system yet and tried to run everything. That's what we're hopefully going to do this weekend. I'll probably be doing it while you guys are watching this podcast, actually, because that was my plan on like Sunday to come here and test all the gases by myself just in case it blows up. I'll be the only one in here. That's my goal. One of the things I'm doing too, I'm like, Brandon's going to bring me the tanks. I'm like, all right, Brandon, go home. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to lock myself in here and test all this shit and see what happens. Um, because you know, you never know. I'm not a fucking professional gas plumber. I actually couldn't find one that was willing to do this job. So I had to teach myself and figure it out and fly my dad out here who does know how to do plumbing. He's never done anything like this, but he's soldered tens of thousands of feet of copper in his life. Cause he was a contractor for 40 years. I mean, when you're a contractor, you get your hands in just about everything, you know, from electrical to plumbing to structural, it's just, you kind of got to do it all. <clears throat> but when we're the, like being this close to finishing this studio is like kind of like feels really good but it's also like almost the worst part of this whole process because I'm like what the fuck like I'm like we're like every week I'm like telling the guys I'm like I think this week we might be able to get in there and the whole thing that's holding us back is just that the facts are I'm, a, I'm buying tools from all different companies and different parts from different companies and everyone is taking forever to ship and I can't complain because I've been late on shipping stuff before and that's that's like that's why I try not to even get mad or complain about it because I'm like I'm not I'm guilty of it too like taking an extra few days to ship something that was supposed to be shipped but I gotta say with this giant pre-sale groups one and two went out a few days late my overall deadline was the 19th which is this past Thursday because you guys are watching this on a Sunday so it's this Thursday that just passed um that was the deadline to ship the entire like group four and everything <coughs> and pretty much all of group four um has gone out thursday and the rest went out friday so like 
if anything, on the biggest, most legendary pre-sale I've ever done that really wasn't even like that hyped up or that super, super promoted or anything. It was over 80 something, it was like 86 pieces or 82, something like that, that I had to make. And the fact that I was only like a day late on the last three pieces, pretty fucking killer. Dude, I've been a week and a half late when I have a pre-sale of like 24 pieces. So like the fact that, I, and we didn't factor Christmas, New Year's, we didn't factor any of those days in. We were scheduling out all these pieces. Like, I'm like, we started, like, we sold the drop on the 18th and started going through the holidays. And we're like, fuck, fuck, fuck. We didn't, like, when we planned out how I was going to make this vo this much glass in a month, like, we planned every day of working. Like, we didn't plan to take a few days off between Christmas and New Year's. And then when my dad was here doing the hard lines, I took a whole fucking week off. So, basically, yeah. It's insane when, like how hard it's been a boot camp. This I learned so much doing this um big clear pre-sale. Like as far as like skill wise and glass blowing, like I learned so much. Like this is honestly how I learned how to blow glass and refine and get like my work cleaner and cleaner and like get more and more comfortable with the tools I use is because I will set myself up to be like, okay, this month you have to make all these pieces. I mean, obviously it requires people supporting and buying them, but if the pieces sell, now you're forced to make a bunch of this kind and a bunch of that kind, and you can refine your skills by doing the same thing over and over. Um, I mean, that's that's kind of one of the paths that like Buddhists and like in Hinduism, I think, to enlightenment is through the, the act of like continually repeating a task, even if it's a simple one. You just keep repeating it and doing it better and better and focusing on something simple and getting better and better and better at it, one thing, and you can find enlightenment through that, like, hyper-focus, through that repeating something over and over. Um, and it's true. I mean, I've grown up so much in the past, like, four or five years just with the amount I've put on my shoulders. It's been really stressful, and at times it's felt defeating. But when I look back on it, it I can see that, like, there was no way that I would have been, been here right now if I didn't like put a little bit too much on my shoulders consistently. It was like weight training, you know, I'm like, I was building myself up through like, you know, intense, like self-inflicted responsibility. So it's weird though. Cause like I used to be the guy when I was like 19 years old, like I would say from 17 to 19, like I dropped out of high school in 10th grade and then I went to like community college for a little bit to just like finish up certain academic stuff so I wasn't completely fucked and for my future. But no, nah, I didn't finish up enough to be like, I got a college degree. I just did some shit, but whatever. Like I was the type of guy that like my mom would be like, I was living in my own house at the time, but like I was only like four or five miles from my, or four, like three or four miles from my parents' house. Not far, just like down the road. And uh, my mom would have to come like bang on my window to wake me up to go to work because like I wouldn't be answering my phone and shit. Like I was a real like, I wasn't like lazy, but I was playing way too much World of Warcraft and I could not wake up in the morning because I would like work all day and then I would get home at night and I rate the, the guild I ran was all people from pretty much like overseas and maybe a few people in the States that were just insomniacs like me. But because people were overseas, we ran at later times like people in Germany when it's fucking like one in the morning in you know New York, it's like there it's like early in the morning it's like 10 or 11 or some shit i'm not really sure the actual time but the point is is i did this late rating 
because I wanted to play WoW still, but I couldn't play WoW during the day because I was fucking working all day. So I wasn't sleeping, and then my mom would have to wake me up in the morning because I would be so dead asleep, couldn't get me up. But I went from, like, all that and not being motivated to, like, starting to kind of, like, almost, like, in a self-deprecating way, I started, like, saying yes to too much stuff and to see if I could do it because I think I got to a point where I was, like, who cares if I fail? This shit sucks anyways. Everything sucks. And I was like, I'm just going to say yes to stuff and put way too much on my plate and see if I'm capable. Just as like a test. Almost like when I was younger, I used to leave a glass of milk like in this little cupboard in my bedroom just to see like how long it molded and like how like just to see what happens. You know what I mean? So fucking throw some shit at it. Just see what happens. I remember one time me and Cassie were like, because I've been with my wife since I was 15 years old. We were up in my uh, bedroom just chilling, like probably talking about some dumb high school shit. And she was like, what's that smell? I was like, I don't know. I don't smell anything. Because I think I was used to it, you know, because I was doing science, you know. I was a scientist. And she fucking found the milk. She's like, what the fuck? I'm like, yeah, I like sometimes I just like put, put a little milk in the cupboard and see what happens, you know, science. We do it for science here. Man, I was a weird kid. But I got a girl, right? So that's pretty cool. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely putting all this stuff on my shoulders over the past five years. I've grown up a lot. And, uh learned that I'm capable of a lot more than I realized a lot of the time because I smoke so much weed too. I feel like I get all my shit done, but I almost like wake up after like this, for example, this pre-sale, I feel like I'm waking up right now that the pre-sale is over and I finished it. I'm like, Whoa, I did it. Like it was like, I went through like a haze of battle. Like it was like, it was like I was living on a different plane of existence with the level I was working. It didn't like where I am right now. I'm like, Oh, I'm in a different, like, I'm in the same place, but it's, like, a different dimension at the same time. Like, this is a different space. And it's obviously all mental thing, but it's cool to see what you're capable of. That's all I'm saying. Like, what's the worst thing that happened? Like, try to do shit that's really hard. And who cares if you fail? Just stop having so, like, stop caring so much about any of that. It's easier said than done, but it's almost like everyone finds it in a different way. Some people find, like, the ability to have courage and confidence through, like, being like, I got this and pumping themselves up. Other people find it through darkness and depression where they're like, I don't give a shit anyways. I don't even want to be alive. So fuck it. I'll just say yes to everything. I don't give a shit if I fail. Like you can be a really dark motivated person too. You know, everyone has a different way of self-motivating, but I would say I'm definitely more on the darker side. There was a period from like 2016 to 2020 or 2019 where I was just like working late to work late. I was working late till I just wanted to work until I felt like shit. I was just like, just annihilating myself. And then my daughter was born and I was like, wait a minute, dude, I can't fucking die. I can't die right now. There's a fucking person that needs me. And then my whole attitude changed because I was like, damn, this person like relies on me. Like she can't call anyone. Like I'm the dude, like I'm her guy. Like I have to make sure she's good. So kids are a great motivator too. You know, is that crazy? The birth rates are followed so much around the whole world. Shit's wild, dude. I've been watching a lot of stuff, not conspiracy shit, just like actual like, like, um, documentaries about different countries that like talk about why the birth rate, why it's an issue, why certain birth rates are falling and stuff. And a lot of it has to do with just like the last century. We've had so many like big wars and different, like, there's just been so many things that have like taken large groups of people out. Like the Spanish flu killed like what 50 to a million people in 1918 to 20 or 1920 and world war one, world war two losing tens of millions of people like it's it's crazy and that makes it when you 
take out that many young people out of the equation, it fucks up the birth rates, but it doesn't fuck it up for that generation. It fucks up for like three generations down the road. So like stuff that's happening right now, like falling birth rates is a lot of it has to do with just like things that happened over the last three generations of people like dying and not enough young people reproducing and then a bunch of young people reproducing in one area and then having a fall of that. I don't know, but maybe there'll be less people in the future, but at the same time, I hope not. Shit's crazy. But I only thought about that because we were talking about kids there for a second. Kind of got lost on tangent. I'm going to take a dab. I haven't, I just started dabbing again yesterday. Like I took like a three week thing off of dabbing and just been smoking flour. Um, but started dabbing again yesterday and it was, the first day was a little bit intense. Second day was super fun. And today's the third day. So see what happens. You know what I mean? Like first day was so intense though. I was like, I was like taking dabs on a live video on Instagram and like people were just like, they were like, damn, like you're super stoned. I'm like, bro. I can't believe how stoned I am. Like I went on a rant about like the most aggressive text message someone could send you is just the letter K and like, and like, cause anytime anyone's responding to me with the letter K, I'm like, Oh, they're fucking pissed at me. Like what the fuck's the problem? You know what I mean? Like, and then like I, then I started ranting even harder when I was like, but if it's the letter K with a period, then it's like, that's what I wanted to say. It wasn't like, Oh, I'm driving. Just hit K to answer, to be respectful. It was like, no, I'm sitting here. Letter K, period, that's all I wanted to say. That's even more aggressive. Basically, what I'm saying is I got way too stoned and was talking about shit that no one really understood, but it made sense to me at the time. So first day was intense. Second day was super fun. I was just slamming dabs all day, watching movies while I was working. I was in the zone. Like, you know, sometimes you get, like, a certain strain of hash, and it just, like, it almost, like, it's like coffee. Like, you take a dab of it, and you just feel kind of more euphoric, awake, and you're like, oh, this is awesome. Like, I'm going to keep doing this all day. Like, and it's a blast. And then sometimes you, the first two go great. And then the third one, you're like, oh damn, I did too much. Fuck. It's almost like drinking beer. Like you start getting a buzz. You're like, I feel great. I'm having a fun night with my friends. And they're like, yeah, give me another one. And then you have another one. You're like, oh, I feel like shit. <laughs> like, like it's, it's the same way. Um, but yeah, so today's day three of back to uh, dabbing. I don't know why I took a little dab break. I think that my, oh, my temp reader, bro, my temp reader. Aisha, would you grab that for me? It's plugged in right in the counter right there. Thanks, bro. Thanks, bro. I think it's because my temp reader was really dirty. And then I think I was taking way too hot of dabs. And I was just getting more stoned than I wanted to be. We probably won't ever film back here again, but I just wanted to do an episode back here in the big space before we open it all up, you know? Because it's all so new. You guys will see this from a different angle, though. Um, when we start filming other stuff out here, it'll be more like, you'll see the guys blowing glass. We'll probably do some classes out here. Um, and we'll, we'll stream that stuff. Well, we're definitely doing classes. We're going to be doing all sorts of stuff here. And this new studio isn't like a like a public rental space. It's all for Bear Mountain, but that doesn't mean we won't like have like like public like little events we'll do and stuff. Or like have people over for like private parties and shit like that. Cause stuff like that will happen. Cause after like five o'clock at night, there's like no one here because all all the other people go home, like normal, healthy people, you know? Then us crazy glass blowers is like that's when some of us glass blowers like wake up and are ready to work all night. Boom. We're smoking the 10 mil turp hammer today. These were the last pieces to go out. And you know, I always fuck up one, or at least 
at least one. I fucked up actually two. Um, but I always fuck up one, so I get to keep it. So this is mine because I fucking messed up the perk when I was finishing it. There's nothing wrong with it. It functions great. There's just a blemish that happened for me. Just not paying attention, being too tired. You know what I'm saying? Being a little too sleepy, trying to do a technical move at fucking 2 in the morning. And then the repercussions were I lost a couple hours of work. So, fuck me. That's basically what happened. Uh, that's the thing about glass blowing. It's humbling. Like, when you work on something for hours and then it just evaporates in front of your face. And you're like, I have no proof I existed for four hours. Because it's gone now. It's just, I could show someone a pile of broken glass. Let's say that's what I did. That's what I invested my time into, my limited time on this planet. See that little pile? Although, if you think about life and, like, existence in that way, it's hard to justify doing anything because then everything sounds ridiculous. You know what I mean? But I like to over-exaggerate. It's part of it. It's kind of what my wife, like, she's like, man, you're either, like, zero or a hundred. I'm like, yeah, I wish I had, like, a middle ground where I wasn't, like, ridiculous or too extreme or way down. But what can you do? We're all different. I've been taking these lower too because I'm like, damn, I definitely was just taking two hot dabs for like a week and it like shocked me. It shocked my system and I had to chill out. <coughs> wow. Wow. That was the um, Dab Logic Cake Shack, Cake Shake. Wow, it's like a vanilla cream. Super nice. Mm. <coughs> <coughs> wow, I'll say too that these uh little Temple Turp Hammers. These are great for just like, like tasting hash. Like they're so direct and just like not a huge piece. They're small, just a four hole perk. I mean, it's, it's a gridded perk. So it still has that like scientific kind of hit that bear mountain feel, but wow. Holy cow. Hmm. I've been smoking flour really heavily for the past few weeks and when you're smoking a lot of flour and then you just take like one or two dabs here or there, I feel like you really get to appreciate the best parts of hash in that way because you already have a baseline for like THC and like smoking weed if you've been smoking a bunch of flour. And then you take a dab in between, you it's like such a treat. When I'm smoking a ton of hash, I feel like I get like gluttonous and I stop appreciating like how good it is or some shit because it's like I that experience I just had there it was like so good and I know when I'm dabbing all day it's not so good I'm just like oh no dab keep working oh no dab like it's not like like right now I'm like oh dude that was awesome it's like I had a good meal damn that dab logic's so fire it's also been sitting out for like two and a half weeks just like out on my bench like being disrespected and it still is that juicy and terpy the garage has also been cold as shit because it's winter but so that's probably part of it it's kind of in a refrigerator you know, Colorado's pretty fucking dry, and then if the garage is, you know, 30 degrees at night, kind of keeps it keeps it cold. Either way, that shit was fire. So, some of the changes this year on the glass, um, what I'm thinking about doing, because I'm currently working on the first 
group of colored pieces that I've made in over two months. It's been over two months since I've dropped full colored glass. Um, so for the first group of like my standard pieces, like my 10 mil micro, 10 mil mini double, 14 millimeter, and then the 14 millimeter double diffused, I think I want to do the full colored stuff with a double Maria, like how I did that last clear drive, because I like the way that double Maria looks with the smaller one than the bigger one. I feel like it looks a little more scientific. So I'll shorten the neck length a little bit. Double Maria, and then I'm thinking with the opal placement, if you've seen on other pieces I've done before where um, in between the drain on the RBR and the body, like I want the opal inside there, um, I'm thinking. Uh, because I usually, I've the last two years I've done cabs on the sides of the pieces, um, but I'm thinking like, maybe like moving the opal in between the drain and the can so you can see all the functions so the cab doesn't cover up the side of the can where like function is even though you can turn the piece to one side without the cab and then show all the function um i was just thinking like that way you see both sides of the opal but i'm not fully set on it yet but i think that might look sick um, i think i'm gonna make like one tonight and then it's funny though, if I ask everyone like, oh, what do you think? Which one? Like, it's going to be like half the people are going to be like, no, I like the older way. And the other half are going to be like, yeah, do that way. I'm going to be like, sick. I don't have an answer. Like, it's like, yeah, I always find when you do polls, they're pretty, they're pretty close. At least with like very minor changes. But I just want to have some uh, minor changes to them. And also then obviously all these new ones will be signed with my um, initials. I talked about in a previous podcast that I wanted to um, change from like signing everything with, um, the original they signature to, I wanted to start using my initials. Um, because at my 10 year, that'll be like a good transition point of like having the glass signed with my actual name, like kind of representing like my family and all that kind of stuff. Like the original idea behind the, they did it Instagram and me signing everything. They was that, early Bear Mountain Studios when it was just me and Cassandra doing everything, people assumed because I was going so hard and we had still had quite a bit of glass available, um, that Bear Mountain Studios was a team of people. And it wasn't. They assumed there was like a bunch of people like working, like making pieces. And it wasn't. It was just me making everything, shipping everything, doing all of it. So that they did it, account name and whole idea behind it was like this joke where like, oh, who's the group of people making Bear Mountain Studio stuff? Like, I'm the group of people. I work so hard that I'm like four people. But now we actually have a group of people that are all working hard together to make sure all this glass goes out. And I think in the future, like, you may even see like other people. Like, you, you'll get to know the team more and stuff, everything. So like, I think like to distinguish it and like now say, okay, Bear Mountain's at the point now where that team does exist. I want to like represent like myself as like my actual name and everything on pieces. And that's what the signature change. If you guys saw on the clear stuff that was signed EPM, which is my initials. And then it was dated. Now that saying that all the stuff this year in the full color and the clear, I'm going to be signing everything. Um, and they're and dating. Everything will be signed and dated this year. Also, I forgot to say about the mouthpieces. The new mouthpieces are going to be double Maria, and then there's going to be a, a bigger, thicker, like, I call it, like, the nipple, you know, but it's what it is. And I took them away for a while because I had some customers that were like, oh, I don't like that, but I have a lot of people that do like it, and, and honestly, I just, I really like the way it feels. I've been smoking the clear pieces from the clear drop, and they have, like, a nice, thick, hearty nipple on there. And like, I feel like I can get a better like connection and 
you know, because that's what the mouth is made for, kind of. But maybe that's not why. But either way, uh, they seem to work really, really well, and I like it. So that's how I'm going to do the mouthpieces this year. They'll be about um, an eighth of an, yeah, an eighth of an inch. So it'll be like a nipple about that high. Um, not super big, but like it'll be like a nice distinguished like part where like it's like hopefully super comfortable for people's like mouths during their you know smoking experience um but yeah i'm just what a fucking trip it's been this past fucking year though we started 2022 with hiring mike c glass to come in and start encasing opals and helping us make accessories and he's absolutely been crushing it but a few months after mike started fucking code enforcement came in and shut us down at the home studio obviously for the past year we've continued working there but it's because we provided them a lease and i showed them proof that i'm like building this but this doesn't happen overnight this takes a long time and it's not because i'm being lazy i'm putting a massive amount of money into this to try and do it right safe efficiently everything so everyone's been really cool um because it's taken a minute so there's no problems there but still it was a shock to our system as far as like a studio because we had just remodeled and built the home studio at the beginning of September of 2019, it was done. And then, you know, 2020 happened and you know, the world got all fucked up real bad. <laughs> it was crazy. I was like, wow, we just finished this studio and the fucking, the world, the world's ending now. All right. Which we're still here. So obviously it didn't end, which was just like, we'll just keep going. Um, but then, you know, in 2022, like having code enforcement do that right when we hired Mike, that was like such a kind of crazy roller coaster of a time. We talked about a lot on here already, so I won't go super deep into it, but yeah, having those changes happen then having to find a new space and then build it out and move everyone into this, like it's been scary. It's been exciting. Um, so many ups and downs. There's been so many extreme stress and anxiety moments over 2022 uh, i just like i just don't even it was crazy but like there's so much good has come out of it too so i don't want to like seem like woe is me because that's not what the situation but it was shocking and eye-opening i definitely grew up a lot i found a lot more like i realized a lot more was important with things because of how much shit went sideways but yeah now we're here and we have this this is crazy this is one of the nicest glass blowing studios I've ever been in. I can't believe that I get to work here. I can't believe that it's mine. It's fucking nuts. Um, it truly wouldn't have been possible without, I can't believe how many people supported in 2022. Just looking at the amount of new names and new people that bought glass and stuff, I'm just like, holy fuck, dude. So many people. It was it's just crazy. It wouldn't, this is crazy. This space that we built, like, and what you guys invested in us to be able to build this is insane. If you would have told me a few years ago that something like this was going to happen, I would, I would not believe it. I would say, yeah, that's my dream someday, but there's no way. Like maybe when I'm 40 and I'm all grown up a little bit, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just nuts. But I'm super grateful and I can't wait to use it and I can't wait to start like creating content here and get back to like myself because I feel like over 2022, I just haven't been myself. I've just been pretty um, stretched thin, which makes it difficult to take on any new projects or any pursue any new ideas 
Um, and I, I made actually a lot of new ideas and protos in 2022. And we did the Patreon, we did the full year Patreon. Holy shit, the Patreon subscribers. Insane, you folks, support is heavy this year. In the beginning of the year, the Patreon, we were crushing. And then all of a sudden, code enforcement hit us and it threw all of it off. We continued doing our drops, but my lives were few and far between. I apologize about that. I do more of them late at night, which isn't fair to everyone because most people aren't up at like midnight or one in the morning. You know, most people are healthy and have jobs. They have to wake up, <laughs> you know, so they don't want to watch me high on camera at one in the morning. But this year, once this fucking studio is done, I want to be better about all that stuff. So to any new subscribers, they can see a lot more Patreon only content as far as classes here having all sorts of things like talking about how to even start glass blowing or what to buy, what to get, what to look for, how to do it. I've learned so much from building this studio that I could tell someone how to build a studio. I wouldn't, I know that I've memorized the names of like all the fucking little dumb brass parts that you need for doing all your different hard lines and building a manifold and everything, you know? So I think we can find a way to share that and help other people maybe pursue this because you can definitely set some shit up at your house. You might have a neighbor get pissed and call code enforcement, but it doesn't mean you can't, you know, set it up at your house. Just tell them I'm not making money from this. You know, as long as you're, I think as long as you're not making money from it, they can't say shit because you use a regular size propane tank that you'd use for your grill. And then you can just get a small K tank, which is just a green oxygen tank you can put in the back of your Subaru. I mean, it's pretty simple. Not saying that I'm not trying to belittle it, but at a small size when you're keeping it with just one torch and a few tools, it is pretty simple. But when I first started blowing glass, it was quite overwhelming because um, I didn't know shit. I truly didn't know shit. Um, and I had to just like try things and fail a ton. And if we can share like what we've learned, then I think it'd help a lot of people mitigate how much failure they have. Even though failure builds character and it helps you learn, yeah, whatever. But some of it's unnecessary. Like some of it's pretty basic, simple shit. And there's just hard to find the right information on the internet. You can find it if you know what you're looking for, but if you're so novice and new to it that you don't even know what to search, it makes it very challenging to try to learn what to do to build or do something like glass blowing. Um, but yeah, I can't believe we've made it this far. I mean, this April is going to be 10 years of me since I got my first torch, like 10 years of 10 years ago, April 28th, 2013, my torch arrived. And by May, I was blowing glass in my parents' basement and I, under their bedroom. And they were like, so nice to let me do that. Cause they're old people trying to sleep. And I'm just down there smashing glass to three in the morning and like, you know, just coughing, smoking weed, just, you know, I had people that believed me not, you know, I didn't really have people that had a bunch of money to give me or anything, but I had people who believed in us and uh, helped us, you know, at least in any capacity they could to move forward. And we're lucky for that, but this has been an intense, challenging 10 years. I'm really grateful we made it this far though. It's uh, it's surreal. You know, it, does, like, it, doesn't, it doesn't feel real. And I think it's because I've been smoking so much weed every day for 10 years, because you know, I'm just kind of like, I've just been floating around. I'm like, is that, did that even happen? Oh man, tell you what, I promised my wife once we finish the studio too, I'll get back to playing like video games and stuff with her because we have not like played video games or anything in like years. And she's like, she's like, we got to like have something we are doing besides working. And I'm like, yeah, we could just play World of Warcraft at night, but I don't know, man. Glass blowing is like the coolest video game ever to me. Like I, like my life is a video game. I feel like 
I'm just like working super hard and like like doing like different quests to get my skill levels up. And then I make money from selling my, my crafts I made. And then I put it back into my garrison and build it up. Dude, I'm like, I'm fucking playing a video game all day. That's why I want to try to tell my wife. I'm like, I know you want to like go in this virtual world, but I'm already in it. And I'm fucking winning right now. And I hope it keeps happening. But, you know, every expansion gets more challenging. So I don't know how far I'll get. I was never good at video games. Probably on like a low level right now. I'm like at a pretty low level still. But... You know, like anything, find your comfort zone, stick with it. Dude, I'm going to take, I'm thinking about taking another dab, but I, I forgot that I'm in a warehouse and there's a warehouse next to me where they're doing welding stuff. Love those guys though. But yeah, it's, it's loud. Uh, you guys probably don't even really hear it though, honestly, because I'm talking so much so close to the mic and it's pointed away from it. I'm going to light up my joint again. Because I don't want to take another dab just yet. So I want to start working on this new Halo today. Probably going to take me a few days to make it. I probably should just make smaller pieces that are more affordable because I don't. it's the beginning of the year. Like, who's going to be able to buy an expensive piece right now? Maybe I won't even put it up for sale. Maybe I'll just, like, show it off and save it for something. Um, but, you know, when you just, like, I don't know if you guys ever had, like, that feeling of something you, like, really want to make or, like, I would say it's similar to, like, Maybe wanting to get home to play your favorite video game, you know, just getting hyped up about something like I'm antsy to do it. That's how I felt for over a month about this piece. And um, to finally be done with the pre-sale and be able to like, oh, man, I can actually think about doing this. I could take the color out and lay it all out and start drawing. And it's fucking exciting. You know, that's it's like maybe that's why I feel like I, I, I was talking to Aisha before this saying how I feel like I'm, maybe I was, was it during this when I was saying I was feel like I've been living in a different dimension oh, I was during this okay fuck dude who knows dude I'm smoking weed yeah five minutes ago dude. fuck sick dude sick good shit all right whatever bro um but yeah dude like when I was like doing that whole pre-sale I definitely felt like I was in a totally different like plane of existence and now I'm like oh here's like that excited part of it again too like because with any art form, like there's going to be points where like you have to finish the project and that becomes the hardest part. Like most artists get really excited and start the project and they get into it and they're making it. The hardest part is to finish it. So like the past month I've been finishing a project, which is a challenging thing to do as a creative person because you always want to start something new. Like you always want to get into that next thing or the new idea. Oh, I had this idea pop in my head. I got to do that now. I'll put this project on pause. I couldn't put this one on pause. I had to finish the project. And I had a deadline too. Artists, when artists have a deadline, that is tough too. So these are all very good character building as far as like being an artist, but also realizing like I have to be like responsible and make sure that I treat it a bit as a business too. So we got to dump it now. I feel like a kid in a candy store. It's time to make some new shit and just go crazy for like a week. I only have a week to work on this Sunday sale, which Patreon's going to have early access. There's going to be a very, very small clear pre-sale, but they're going to be colored lip wraps, but they're going to be double Maria. So the bottom Maria will be clear and the top one will be colored. Um, and then, yeah, that's how we're probably going to do those, this first batch. So that way they have a little pop color on them, but they still have like the double Marias. Everything will be signed and dated. So there'll be a small clear pre-sale. Patreon have access to that and the colored stuff prior to public. So the public drop might not be huge, but... February will be legendary and it'll be a better month anyways. Everyone January's crazy, dude. It's the beginning of the year, everyone's trying to get shit done. It's 
it's a crazy time for us anyways beginning of the year always i feel like january we're always just trying to get the business and our life in order for like to start the year right and then we don't fucking start like really selling shit until like late january early february but what can you do did i say february weird i can't even talk right now dude i just confirms he doesn't think i say it weird but have you ever smoked enough where you start hearing yourself talk and you're like damn do i say that weird you don't even have to be stoned i think when i was a kid like and i'm gonna say elementary school look at that i say it right kind of um because usually back in the day we say it elementary <laughs> but when i was a little kid dude i feel like simple ass words i would just lay on the floor and stare at the ceiling and i would just say like simple words in my head until they sounded weird have you ever done that like you're just like saying like a basic word like goodbye and you just keep saying it and you're like what the fuck is that word now it sounds weird it doesn't even, it's not even a word anymore i was this pre-smoking weed i didn't even need weed i definitely had add or adhd or something something was wrong with me or right with me i don't know dude either way either way Dude, Aja, how long have I been ranting for even, dude? Nice, dude. We're fucking killing it, bro. My Cassie got me this new flannel. Pretty stoked on it. It's very orange. Um, but yeah, it actually reminds me of the piece I'm working on. This new color called Jupiter. It's like this transparent orange, almost like little hues of red in it. But it looks like the planet Jupiter, as at least we interpret it through the images we're shown. Um but it has that like this like kind of like cloudy like moonstone aspect to it or any of those colors that we like like to mix up in shop with ghost so that opalescence so it's going to be like this like opalescent orange color that's like this like new type of halo pretty excited um and then the team right now they've been working on a huge accessory job or at least mike c has i mean and brandon's in case a bunch of opals so i still consider it a team effort um but we have a big accessory job coming up too. Um, gonna have a bunch of different slurpy marbles and any color you can think of because so many good colors have dropped recently from Molten Aura that we have like a bunch of colors we haven't had in years, like Tella Magenta, Royal Jelly. Um, you know, we have uh, Moonstone, we have Plantphibian, we have all the their colors and we have like marble like slurper sets with them, with um, the two different um, pillars and the valve. What I'm really stoked on though is once we get into this new space, we'll have new equipment because there's so many new products I want to add as far as like little marble stands, like because I've made these mini marble stands for um, my wife to take nice photos, but I want to have like mini marble stands for the valve marble and the big one because the valve marble is really small, but like we can make these little glass donuts that just come with everything. Um, so there's like so much stuff I want to do, but we've been on a total, like I've said to the guys this whole year, is basically just been trying to stay busy until we get into the new studio and can pursue all the projects we want to pursue. Because this whole year I've been having the guys like, some days I'm having them do shit like, realistically, like I would say three out of five days of the week, like I probably don't need the guys working, but I have them just, that way everyone's getting hours and making money. I have them come in just prep color and case opals. Like even though I have a hundred fucking opals encased and 300 pounds of color blown out, you know what I mean? like. It's like once we get in this new space and everyone has a lathe, then we can take all that color you guys have made and start sleeving it. And there's so much stuff we've been stacking and building up, just waiting, anticipating, getting into this new space um, so that everyone can get on a machine and everyone can start learning how to sleeve color. The abundance of color goes up. That means we can start making bigger, more pieces with crazier colors. Like once we start actually dropping straight tubes and beakers and stuff like to have them in full color of our crazy colors, like 
fucking full like you know like cloudberry like fucking straight tube that would look fucking insane um and that's what this big ass laid behind me is for i got two of these and we're gonna be able to pull these huge sections of colors down and do huge like big tubes and art colors and you're not gonna see a lot of that from other people these are these are gonna be big sections of like sick ass color the guys have been stacking um i'm all hyped up my adrenaline's going a little bit i think it's the coffee it might even be a little cold right now i have the heat down in here i probably should have turned it up it's like 66 i probably should have done like 72 that's all right though we good we good but yeah <clears throat> a lot of just waiting this year kind of feel like we've been running in place almost two steps forward one step back all year um but i think that at this point I gotta just be grateful we've made it this far. Whatever challenges we may face next, we can figure out because we've done this much. And <clears throat> if we do well this year, I plan on getting another space and building it out for a rental space. Cause I've had so many people reach out looking to see if we were gonna be renting these spaces to people. Um, <clears throat> this whole space is for Bear Mountain, um, but we do wanna build a uh, separate rental space. So that way, like, Colorado artists and glass artists will have a space to work, but also too, we can put Colorado Springs kind of on the map as a hub for glass blowing. Um, <clears throat> it is kind of a conservative town, but I think that's a generational thing. I do think a lot of the young, like military people and stuff are here, just like whatever with weed. I don't think they really give a fuck. Like some of them smoke it. I know a bunch of them, all the guys I, I know that are ex-military smoke weed, so that I meet here. <clears throat> and um, so, it is a conservative town, but I think it'd be a cool hub for glass blowing. So it's beautiful here. Um, we have lots of industrial space. And with the changing times, I think there's gonna be a bunch of spaces opening up and I'll be able to find a big building because I want something like over 3,000 square foot for a rental. <clears throat> Damn, sorry about my voice, guys. I don't know why it's doing this. I haven't talked to humans in a while. We haven't podcasted in like three weeks. I've just been like by myself crushing the last few days because <clears throat> Me and Brandon just put headphones in and listen to podcasts. We're not really talking. Because when me and him do talk, you know, we'd be talking conspiracies. And that gets dangerous because then we both get hyped up. And then we know they're watching. And then, you know, Brandon says some crazy shit. And I'm like, Brandon, you got to go. That's too much. That's too crazy, bro. <laughs> it's too, it's, you're too deep, bro. No, I love that, dude. It's so cool, like... Like having totally different personalities on the team. Like everyone on the team is a totally different personality. I'm not sitting here having people working with me that are all just mini me's. Like everyone is so different, but we all work together well. And it makes me feel like I'm in a movie sometimes because I'm like, when these guys are all around me, like this is like we're getting some Cheers level shit. That's a really old reference. I don't even know anything more modern than Cheers, bro. Dude, I've like I don't like and I didn't even watch Cheers, bro. But I did I did like the intro. I liked the intro. The intro's sick. After the intro, I started skipping past it. I was like, Nick at night, lame. Let me get that adult swim, bro. Like <laughs> Um, but yeah, Cheers, the intro is sick, bro. Everybody knows your name and shit. Yeah, all the guys know my name. It's pretty cool. Yeah, they've also all worked with me for Cormac's four years, Brandon three, and Mike one. Can't believe Mike's been working for us for a year now. Nuts. Wonder who the next person will be. It's really sick that I have people that fucking stick around though and are here to work hard. That shit's dope. Grateful for that. Definitely. Definitely grateful for that. I'm not sure how I'm gonna get home today. I usually do the podcast at home. 
I might have to work here on something for a little bit. Because I haven't eaten, and I smoked all this weed. Not even that much, though. I took one dab and smoked a joint. But isn't that enough? That's enough. That's good. I feel great. But definitely too stoned to be driving around. Um, but yeah, guys. You know what, though? We do have a drop coming up the 29th. I think it's a Sunday of January. That's going to be the final drop. The Patreon will have early access on the 28th. Um, if you want to join the Patreon, it's Bear Mountain Studios or at patreon.com. Just Bear Mountain Studios, all one word. Um, if you want to see when the drops are happening, we have everything on our website, on our calendar. And then you can also sign up for the newsletter at our website, which you can get email notifications about the drops, prices on the drops, and what's going to be available. Um, my wife's really good about that, and I think that we're going to get even better over the next year as we move into this new space, move um, our whole like customer service stuff over here, and um, I think my wife might get an assistant too to help her with just managing everything from shipping to like emails and everything. So we're just working hard and putting what you guys invest in us back into it to try to offer an even better service and make even better glass and do all the fun projects we want to do and share them as much as possible on either the podcast here or our Instagrams. Um, the YouTube will definitely this year will have different stuff on it. There'll be a lot of like glass blowing because there's going to be different people I have here doing classes, teaching stuff. And then the guys, I can have them do like little like breakdowns and demos. Like, We'll be able to offer like just like a lot of like free shit that's just going to be like more like glass blowing oriented because um, i've had a lot of people that are interested in glass blowing and they're like oh i wish you did more glass blowing content like i want to like learn about that and i'm like okay cool you don't want to just talk about hear me talk for like an hour about nothing of course I, it's probably a better idea to tell you something important and informational that you might be able to you know do so <clears throat> we're going to lean more towards like the glass blowing uh aspect of being in this space and sharing it through the content but i'm gonna i'm gonna end this episode there i'm gonna try and like drink some water and figure my shit out maybe i'll attach hook up some torches or something for a minute and then uh, make my way home and make sure all the guys are okay because everyone's working right now over at the garage um yeah but you guys have a great day this is episode 118 it was fun just talking about the past year and even though we're fucking halfway into the first month but what can you do um, thank you so much for hanging out, everybody. And again, check out bmsclass.com if you want to sign up for our newsletter, hear about the drops, everything we got going on in there. That'd be great. Hope you guys have a great day. Thank you. Damn, dude, my voice got like a sound to it right now. I don't know if it's good or bad, but it doesn't sound like me. Yeah, dude.